been reading about uh, the FDA recommending Moderna and Pfizer COVID vaccines for children six months and older now. Six months and older. Bruce Wiley, executive director of FICOR, professor of SUNY Graduate School of Public Health and Health Policy, joins us again to talk about this. Hi, Bruce. How are you? Good. Thanks, Rich. How are you doing? Six months. Uh, you know, we're not we're used to seeing vaccines at that age, you know, for smallpox or diphtheria or things like that. Should parents be leery of giving their kids a, a their six month old a vaccine that was just invented, you know, short time ago and and uh, and, and for this very specific disease that really is not much of a threat to a six month old? Well, we also have, you know, a number of childhood vaccinations, as you mentioned, some of them. And also there's the flu vaccine as well that 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 younger kids get, too. Um, so, you know, they, when the this committee um, weighed the evidence and it basically weighed the, the potential side effects with the benefits of the in a vaccine, they determined that the uh, the benefits outweighed the, um, the you know, potential side effects. And uh, so whereas kids haven't been getting uh, COVID-19 as much as maybe adults or, or older kids, um, we are seeing re- rises in hospitalizations. And also we have to keep in mind that kids can also potentially spread the virus as well. Um, so that's really the balance that we're looking at. Is there something to a six-month-old body that absorbs a vaccine or processes a vaccine differently than, say, a 30-year-old body? Well, so one of the differences is that the dosing is going to be different with the kids. So the recommended, uh, so for the uh, Pfizer vaccine, Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine, it's going to be three doses, but it's each dose is going to be one-tenth the dose of um, adults, whereas with Moderna, it's going to be a two-dose regimen with the um, doses being uh, less as well, like a quarter. So they are trying to adjust it based on the um, the smaller body size and, and the smaller circulation, of course. Right. So they're taking those things into account as well. Yeah, but having said that, okay, they're going to give less of it. But I'm just asking, is there something about, you know, like we hear your bones aren't fully formed by a certain age or your circulatory system or your brain's not fully developed or things? Are there other things like that for a six-month-old or a one-year-old that isn't quite developed yet that could possibly be at risk or or uh, you run afoul of what a vaccine could do, whereas otherwise a fully grown you know, 30-year-old adult male doesn't have to worry about? Well, so a diff- one difference is the immune system is still learning uh, more at that age. But the reason why they're saying, you know, six months is, you know, before six months, the immune system may, be, may not be fully developed. By, by six months, uh, in theory, the, a child should have a fully working immune system that can then respond to the, to the vaccine. We have to remember that the, vac- the purpose of the vaccine really is to, to generate a response from the immune system. So you can view it as you know, being infected with the virus or being, uh, being introduced to some other type of antigen. That's essentially what the vaccine is doing. Mm-hmm. And the question is whether the immune system can actually respond properly to it. And by that age, uh, in, in many cases, of course, some people have immune system dysfunction, so that's a different story. But, but at that age, most kids should have some type of immune response to it. And that's the, that was their main concern. The freshly minted immune system now learning a whole new way of, uh, of immunity. 
Um, yep. I, up against that, what is the actual risk to a six-month-old of dying from COVID-19? Do we have a statistic on that? We don't have statistics right offhand, um, and so I, so I don't have the statistics in front of me. We, we do we have seen increases in terms of pediatric hospitalizations, especially with the Omicron variant. Um, of course, it is it is lower than uh, older age groups, and that's in part because obviously a six month year old isn't like running around the town, you know, uh, and mixing with people. Left and right, so the the six months year uh, six months old is of less risk to being exposed. Right, to the virus. but but it, but if it, but if the parent has it unknowingly, yep. the parent spends yep. a lot of time right in the face of a six month old. You know, uh, exactly. w- wiping the face up and feeding it and all the rest of it. But again, I ask: is there is there even a noted case, any case of a of a six month old dying from COVID nineteen? There's been cases of younger children um, dying. Again, not not common, uh, but I don't want to misquote any statistics because I don't have those right in front of me. Uh, it's not common. It's not common. Yeah. All right. I got a question now. The the vaccine is going on two years now, coming up that they've um, mm-hmm. since the first time they authorized it. Um, would side effects have shown by now? And it, has the vaccine been tweaked or anything during this time, or is it? Pretty much now, if you haven't had side effects from it now, you probably won't get them. Yeah, it's pretty much the same vaccine. Uh, it hasn't really been changed uh, ever since it came out. You know, the only thing that's been changed is additional doses. And with these uh, new formulations or, the uh, you know, for younger kids, it's less of a dose, but it's pretty much the same vaccine. And the vaccine it should pass away from your body fairly quickly. Uh, pass from your wallet fairly quickly. So by now, we, we should have seen uh, most of the side effects. In fact, most of the side effects really occur fairly quickly soon after the vaccine's given. There's no such thing as long-term side effects from one of these things or from a vaccine? Uh, it's it's It would be highly unusual just because the vaccine doesn't stay in your body. Uh, now, one thing that might happen is when your your immune system doesn't react to the vaccine, uh, properly or, you know, uh, and, and that's why we that's what we see in, in some of these cases with side effects. Again, you know, I want to emphasize that the, the, the side effect rate is low, but of course, it's, it's not zero percent. There's there's never any situation where there's no risk, but the we're, but we're talking about fairly low side effect rates. Right. Um, that could happen when the immune system might be off in terms of its reaction to the vaccine. Now, Bruce, I was just curious, with your expertise, would you recommend one over the other uh, for this age group, the Pfizer or the Moderna? Well, so the the, 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 public, the studies so far suggest that the three-dose uh, Pfizer has better protection against severe COVID-19 uh, versus the Moderna, which I believe that the difference was somewhere around you know, 80% versus 37 40%. Um, and, and so you're having a situation, of course, you're comparing a little apples and oranges. So one is a three-dose regimen versus a two-dose regimen. Are they regimen. recommending a three-dose regimen for, for infants as well? Uh, for this age group. for Yeah, for this. Um, so you, uh, you'd get this vaccine three times? Yeah. So it's okay. basically, you know, the two initial primary series and then the booster. Bruce Wiley, thank you for spending mm. time with us. Appreciate it, mm-hmm. as always. Okay. Glad to be here.